0: To on the block with Stricken Bach on 937 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.
1: Ticketfm.com. Here on The Block on 93.7 The Ticket, I'm Jake Bakovan back in our studios in Lincoln, and we have Eric Strickland, the Husker Hall of Famer, longtime NBA vet in Vegas, watching some summer league action, getting some business done there in the City of Sin as well. Uh, but I did want to ask you about that Hall of Fame part, Strick, because we we just got, got announced the other day uh, on Monday, actually, uh, the Nebraska Football Hall of Fame for 2022 class was announced. Six former Huskers and a pair of state college standouts uh, were uh, uh, announced and that they'll be added to the Hall of Fame. Prince of McMahara, uh, of course, a really good cornerback from uh, 2000, oh, about 2000, Oh, he is on those 2009-2010 teams, a little bit before that. Uh, Bruce Pickens from the early 90s. Uh, Tony Finotti, uh, another one in there, kind of the, the notable ones. Um very cool, uh, just to kind of reminisce and kind of think about their playing careers. Fanotti in particular had a lot of pancakes uh, back in his day, uh, just r- just destroying. You know, almost 400? Yeah, uh, it was crazy. And, and he graduated in 2001, but that 2000 line with him and <laughs> Dominic Raiola, uh, man, that was one of the better pipeline runs of those days. Uh, but altogether, you know, I'm not sure if, if they've, uh, they you know, you send them an email, a text, uh, give them a call, or what, what you do these days to let them know that you're in the Hall of Fame. But uh, you are a member of the Nebraska Basketball Hall of Fame. How did you get that? How did you get that news?
0: Um, I, I believe it was an email that was sent out to me. Um, they like to try to reach out to us and try to make sure that they keep our contact information up to date. I, I don't believe that uh, they had a uh, phone number for me. Um, sometimes they'll try to reach around in our near circles and, and, and try to make contact and do things like that. But I believe someone, uh, had made sure that I still had an updated email address. I normally keep an email address. That's pretty long standing, So, um, that way it can be a connection there, but yeah, man, um, that's kind of how I found out. I mean, I, I, it's just been amazing. I, I, I almost completely forgot about Bruce Pickens. Oh, yeah. and just how wonderful he was and how high of a draft pick going at number four to the atlanta falcons um also getting a chance to play alongside of Deion sanders i mean that that was uh uh you know a great thing with him um in his earlier days and I, you know i just think that you know the Finotti. i just looking back at some of these names you know what i mean like rick lindquist and and uh, you know, obviously, Prince Mukamara and what he was able to do, and when they crossed over to the Big Twelve, um, I like the way that they're doing it, man. They're just really just kind of going back. They 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 remove the limitations on what it used to be with just first time all uh, first time um, uh, all conferences, and and whether they're all Americans and whatnot uh, to be able to open it up because there are guys that make significant contributions to the teams and in, in, in their success. And um, I think that it makes it more open and viable to be able to share in the successes that some of those guys had made to the teams.
1: Yeah, it's kind of interesting, too, how you do it at the Hall of Fame. Obviously, um, it's different among sports, uh, which sport you are in, because, you know, you got, you got kind of different legacies there and all that. But Nebraska football, it's just it's so stacked. I mean, uh, there's so many all-conference players and, uh, you know, obviously All-Americans and academic All-Americans and, and standouts and award winners. And usually, you know, those those top-end guys are going to get noticed, but um, it's it's hard to get in the Hall of Fame at Nebraska football. I mean, you could be a two-time all-conference selection and, and maybe you never get that call so I'm sure for those guys it's it's definitely uh a special moment um was it, did when you were I mean kind of explain when when you were invited and, and 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 was it after your playing career and was it kind of a surprise to you or was it something that you might expect to get that call someday
0: I don't I don't think I I necessarily didn't play for that purpose right right I didn't play for seeking hall of fame recognition or anything like that it was a tremendous honor when it did happen so I looked at it from that standpoint that there was recognition for what I was able to leave on the floor which is I gave everything I had whatever whatever I had to give I left it out there on the floor and that's what caused me on my senior day When my family came and it it caused me to tear up because it was it was something that I knew that no matter what uh, happened the rest of the season or the rest of my life that I left everything I had there on the on the court. And I think the same thing for a lot of those individuals that that are now crossing over. I think they just gave what they had and they and their heart and their passion and their desire to win. Um, they laid it all on the line, and so I think they. When when people look back at, there are people that chase it. They 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 chase it. Um, those individual accolades, but for the most part, if you if you if you do so with the team and you have a team mindset, it, it it's just a, like a, a cherry on the top of a a nice shake. That mm. you know, most times it don't come with it. You know, it's just like a cherry on the top of a nice shake with some whipped cream on top. Um, of just the basic shake that you're able to get the wonderful taste of uh, of of the glory that comes with being honored in that manner.
1: Right, somebody off the text line wants to reach back to our favorite our previous show. Actually, <laughs> Nate and I were celebrating National Friday as in National French Friday uh, by doing a little bracket of our our best fr- fast food franchise. Um, do you have one off the top of your head? Your favorite French fries that you've ever had? Are you a big French fry guy?
0: I am. Yeah. Um. I I actually really like Arby's. Okay. Arby's have these these curly fries that are just off the chain, and I I just absolutely love them. Um. I think I go Arby's. I love the waffle fries that come from Chick Fil A. Oh yeah. Um. I had always been a McDonald's. I just don't eat McDonald's no more. I just can't do it. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, teach his own that loves it. I likes it. Hey. Um I used to love them. I used to love McDonald's fries when I was coming up but they're they they dropped on my tier list. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. But I love Arby's. I love Arby's curly fries. I just to yeah. change.
1: Unfortunately, I worked at Arby's for a time in my uh t- teenage years, so I smelled like Arby's french fries all the time and uh, that kind of <laughs> uh, steered me away from liking them too much. But if uh if you don't yeah. work there, yeah, you never want to you never want to see behind the the doors there. Uh not that it's bad. I mean, it's just the same thing, but uh <laughs> it uh, I I just smelled like french fries too much and I didn't want to to eat those french fries. Uh on so it, 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 it's that's kind of funny. I think we went, we ended up with Runza, uh, which obviously is local. I think we crowned them. The, oh, the, the, the crinkly fries from oh, Runza yeah. slamming. Yeah. yeah they've, slamming. they've got some pretty good ones too. Uh, I also wanted to, we, you weren't able to join us yesterday. I wanted to get your thoughts kind of on Markey's step entering the transfer portal uh, yesterday. Of course, not expected to be Nebraska's lead back, but part of a, of a pretty good stable. Uh, do you think that this is a significant loss for the Huskers or just maybe too much competition in that room that uh, somebody, you know, was going to be the odd man out?
0: I mean, Marquis Step. when you really look at, at, at him, uh, going to USC, um, not really get, having it to go the way that he wanted there, carried, um, you know, for, for them 45 times for only 100 and something yards and a couple of touchdowns, um, For uh, had a really good, good run, 18 carries, 108 against Fordham. Uh, just couldn't break that top three in the depth chart, right? Um, and now when you look at it, he's a former four-star, um, mm-hmm. Notre Dame liked him, ends up going to USC arrival and just finds himself in a stacked, ultimately stacked running back room led by Anthony Grant and Jacques jacquesant Yant. Um, then you also got the, the fleet-footed Ramir Johnson and <laughs> the former starter in Gabe Urban. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like, uh, I mean, you can't even – I mean, then some of the freshmen that are there, I mean, he's got to be looking at the writing on the wall, understanding that not being able to even break the top three or four at, at some point. We figured that this would happen, Bach. I mean, when, we, when we've when we been talking about it at some point, we knew that there would be some turnover, and it, it would probably happen – we're starting to see the snowball effect. It would probably happen in the running back room, and another place it would probably happen is in the, running, in, in the wide receiver room. We figured that at some point, in this whole thing, that that's going to end up happening. And I think this is just the start of what's more to come.
1: Yeah, yeah, certainly. And Nebraska seemingly prepared for this, too, because I remember they've recruited a little bit over their scholarship limit, so um, they, they're planning yeah. on uh, some exits, too. Uh, it's kind of fascinating, though, as it leads to a larger discussion about the, the Russian game and where that is to play in this year's offense. Um, uh, we kind of looked it over Pittsburgh last year. Obviously, had one of the better offenses in the nation, led by Kenny Pickett and, of course, a new offensive coordinator at Nebraska, Mark Whipple. Jordan Addison, the mainstay in that as the Blitnikoff Award winner. Um, over 1,400 yards there receiving. So, heavy passing offense. They finished 77th in the nation in rushing around 150 yards per game. Um, for what it's worth, they, did, they didn't have a 1,000 yard back, but they had a ba- basically a stable of uh, three backs that, that did pretty well for them, um, averaging over four yards or carry each of them. Uh, Do you expect to see something kind of similar with this year's Nebraska team where um, the, the running game maybe isn't the mainstay, might kind of fall into the background a little bit. You could see somewhere around a Seventy, you know, somewhere back there, as far as a t- hundred, maybe one hundred fifty yards rushing per game, that type of goal. Or do you think that you know, midwestern Big Ten football, you still got to try to get to that two hundred yards rushing per game to to win these games?
0: Man, I, I think I think that you're maybe pleasantly surprised, unless the line just can't do it. Yeah, you you'll be pleasantly surprised that I think there'll be great balance in both the running. You you've got you've got great backs back there that can do tremendous things with that ball. Um, You've got fleet footed shifty guys. You've got one cut guys. You've got power guys. You've got a lot of different styles that you can throw at any type of defense uh, out there. And you can shift it depending on which defense you're facing. If you have a very stout defense, you may go a lot more with Ramir Johnson, who's going to be able to get out of the backfield, challenge some of those linebackers and be able to maybe make some plays out there in the open field you've got then you you've got guys that that are great jump cut one cut uh cut back type of guys in like uh aj and and also in um uh emmett and um who else um oh shoot who else is back there um oh anthony grant you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. those guys are great at that you know what i mean and then a guy that's a downhill guy maybe a one cut guy if he breaks through and JaQues Jean, he's going to be a power guy. So if you're getting a, a small unit, a very fast unit of defense, up front where they're, they like to slant a lot and they like to do, and you want to hit it with some power and be able to get some movement up front, then you go with more of a JaQues Jean. So I think they have an opportunity to do that and be shifty in that manner. And so um, I think the game plan could change depending on who they're playing you know, what type of fronts they're playing, so forth and so on. And then it's also going to dictate as to what they do as far as the passing game.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, and I, I wonder if it is the, the passing game going to kind of open up the running game. Um, I could see that sort of thing. Or, like you said, if they have the offense, a lot of it depends on the offensive line. If you got the offensive yeah. line with a mean streak, you can go open up the passing game through yeah. the running game. Um, so running we'll kind of see how it works out. Augie uh, asks off the text line, isn't it typically easier to run block than pass block? Uh, I'll let you answer yeah. in a second. I would say generally you like to run block uh, more. The offensive linemen like to be on the attack, whereas in pass block you're kind of, you're the one, you know, sitting back and uh, re- expected to to protect somebody. And I, I mean, it's kind of rather obvious, but those big, nasty guys, they like to attack more so than protect, I think. But is it easier?
0: Um, I don't know if I'd say easier. It, it, it depends. It depends on what, what type of fronts that you're dealing with and what type of run game, whether it's zone blocking, if it's straight down hills, trap blocking, whatever it is it's going to depend because it, 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 your footwork of your alignment have to be and the speed and whether you're getting downfield, if you're screen, you're, you're a screen type of team. Um, if they're an attacking defense and you want to drop screens on them, draws on them, you want to do different things like that. And and in what way or fashion can your guys sell, sell those type of blocking schemes that, I mean, that's, that's, that's what you're really going to be looking at, but yes, guys want to get downhill. And if I'm the, if, if I'm, uh Riola and I'm the line coach I'm showing them old film of like this is what I expect I expect you and and therefore I, I want the run game to be able to set it up because if the run game is active then guys just can't pull their ears back and come off the edges just like you know there's no tomorrow that's that's where you get your trouble in and that's where guys are on their heels and on their you know their back feet uh, and can get themselves in trouble in the passing game is when you're behind the chains or whatever the case may be. That guys can just start just rearing their ears back and coming downhill at you. You know, you don't you don't want to be able to have them do that. Yeah. So
1: I mean, it'll be fascinating to see how it plays out. The offense and kind of the the, the fact that we don't know too much about it. I mean, we can kind of speculate here and there. Um, but what it exactly looks like, it's going to be fun. And unfortunately, I think that means you know the, the whole the fact that. We don't know what it's going to look like. Might limit how much we get a see of it as media members heading into the season. So that might be a little bit, a little bit of a drawback. But I'll still, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll fall in that sword if it means Nebraska uh, can surprise Northwestern with what they've got going. So uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, it's your chance to win $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings. It's not easy. Strick is on a five-game winning streak. We need you to be the hero. You need to come up. Someone needs to step up and beat Strick in this game. Call right now 402 464 5685 on the Hunt of Lincoln Hotline. Shootout with Strick is next. First one to call in 402 464 5685. We'll get that opportunity. That's next here on the block.